Now, y'all know we love to support our Black-owned businesses. Rain Sanitary Napkins and Panty Liners is the only 100% Black-owned company in the sanitary napkin space. Rain Sanitary Napkins and Panty Liners are infused with the Nobel Prize-winning material, Great Bean. Rain products are designed to keep women comfortable and dry with their super absorbent system. And best of all, y'all, all Rain products are $6 to purchase. You heard me, $6. All you need to do is head over to www.rainpads.com and you can also visit jfmj.org to get more information on their educational and awareness campaigns. Shop on. You're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how has your week been? Um, just really just catching up on work. Mm-hmm. Nothing really to report. Nothing to report, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with that. Yeah. I've talked about before. I was kind of looking forward to things, chilling chilling down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it was a quiet week for me, but I really wanted the quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Last week for me was kind of busy... Because I went to a wedding this past weekend. So, like, most of the week, like, Monday through Wednesday-ish, was, like, getting my stuff together to go to the wedding. And then the wedding was um, all weekend, which it was really nice. It was a lovely wedding. It has me, like, rethinking some things that I may want for a future wedding. Um, but, yeah, it was really fun. But, like, t- kind of exhausting at the same time. So, like, today I did not feel like working at all. Um, but I have a lot of work I need to get done this week, so tomorrow I gotta, like, get back into the the regular schedule, yeah, um, so that I can knock some things out done that I need to get, I really need to get done this week, so. Yeah, bees like that. Yeah. Um, before we go into, like, TV Bravo, one thing I want to say is, you know, just prayers for those who are in the line, the path. Of the hurricane, mm-hmm. Ida. Um, I've, you know, been keeping up. I've seen some video footage, some pictures. Yeah. And that hooker came through. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. And so, you know, just uh, prayers for the people who have to start over, mm-hmm. who have to figure things out. That could, the ones that couldn't evacuate. Correct. Yeah. And if you're wanting to give to charitable causes, I encourage you to look at some of the more local yeah. nonprofits and mm-hmm. not to do your typical like Red Cross. Mm-hmm. For 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 real, do not do Red Cross. <laughs> right. But you know, look at some of your maybe local uh, nonprofits, and mm-hmm. if you know anyone in the area, maybe even reach out to see what they would suggest. Right. So that if you're donating money, those funds are actually going to the people. Right. To help them. Um, during this time. Yeah. And then, 
I guess the next announcement is pertaining to us. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we kind of hinted earlier that we were figuring out, you know, what's next. It's been mm-hmm. five years. Mm-hmm. So, we decided that, um, Good Girls Behaving Badly is ending. Right. Not today. This is the last episode. <laughs> But we wanted to just be transparent. Right. Um, we have almost two months left. Yeah. That we'll still be yeah. doing some episodes and producing some content. Mm-hmm. But we always said we would just say it. We Let wouldn't just know. be like, well, this is it. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it's a lot of thinking when involved. Mm-hmm. We both have our feelings about it. We both have lives. <laughs> right. And... With every new beginning, there's some endings, and that's mm-hmm. where we are. I mean, I feel like it was similar to when we ended the radio show. We didn't have that our entire college. Right. Senior year, we was like, it's too much. Uh-huh. And we stopped. <laughs> yeah. So, we was working so many jobs and doing stuff in senior year. You know, we've done it before, so we're doing it again. Yeah. And, you know, are we done forever? Who knows? But right. for the foreseeable future. Right. And unlike last time, you will still be able to access all our episodes. Correct. <laughs> the stuff is there. It's yeah. not being deleted. We won't forget passwords. Um, we're not, like, deleting our website yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah. that. But we we will be done for the foreseeable future. And yeah. if we come back, you'll know. Right. So stay subscribed, y'all. So <laughs> it don't hurt to just say subscribe. <laughs> Ain't gonna ha- nothing going to happen to you if you just, you just stay plugged in. If you still follow us, who cares? We follow so many people. That algorithm. Do you even see our posts? Who knows? No need to unfollow us. But you won't hear us on a weekly basis. Yeah. So. um, If there is something that specifically y'all would like to hear from us in the next two months, let us know. Right. Certainly questions or topics or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We would love to. I feel like maybe we need to do a whole episode on tips because we always get DMs about like starting a podcast and what yeah. equipment all that so i know that's a frequently asked question <laughs> so if you guys have any questions or things you want our opinion on mm-hmm. or topics or whatever reach us yeah email goodgirlsbadly at gmail.com or, or any of our social media platforms we right. check everything right but we just wanted to put that out there yeah so now we'll move on to a normal show <laughs> right um <laughs> So, a Bravo moment. This week, I'm still just going to talk about um, Potomac and Beverly Hills. So, you guys have to remember, they're both filming during COVID. So, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of their moments and trips were getting more footage than we used to. It Mm -hmm. feels a little bit more dragged out. But you got to remember, there's not much the ladies could do. Right, you can't go out could do. to restaurants and throw drinks at people no more. Right, like. <laughs> so with Potomac, they're still at the house um, in Virginia. And, you know, Wendy blew up. Mm-hmm. I mean, read them for filth. Mm. She just said it all. The highlight is when she said two things. When she said, Giselle lacks Bryant. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I mean... It's kind of funny. It's, it's fashion. <laughs> and then when she said to Robin, 
you you're not even in a relation. Your relationship oh. is non-existent. Oh. I mean, and she says so much more. <laughs> but those are the highlights to me. Yikes! Wendy had enough. Yeah. Ashley came by for the day. Told Wendy what her and Giselle talked about, which was the rumors regarding her husband maybe cheating. Mm-hmm. I think between them critiquing her uh, clothes the entire time and questioning her substance and all that other stuff, and then for her to hear this, mm-hmm. I think it was just like a blow up, like, y'all been messing with me this entire trip. Mm-hmm. What is weird, though, is when she came in to address the lady, she was really just addressing Giselle. Mm. And Robert inserted herself and then got her feelings hurt. So my whole you thing is, sat there and you should have sat there and drank your drink like the rest of the <laughs> ladies because she really wasn't really talking to you. Mm-hmm. You involved yourself like they do. Mm-hmm. They call them the Green Eye Bandits for a reason. And then she came at you and now you mad. Right. So, you know, they, that whole blow up happens. Mm-hmm. You know, women go to their separate corners. Um, The next day happens. And Giselle... Is like, you know, Wendy, when you want to talk, we can talk. Wendy's clearly not feeling it right now. And she don't have to. Yeah. So, what I do want to talk about is this one moment is when they went to their separate corners the night before and they talked and some of the women were talking to Giselle about, you know, why Wendy was so upset, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And Giselle, was, she said something along the lines of, you know, this is how we are. This is how this group is. If you can't handle it, then you don't need to be part of this group. Uh-huh. That's what she said. Uh-huh. Mia turned around and told Karen and Wendy that Giselle called her a weak bitch. Oh, Jesus. I mean, that totally different framings and tones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when they so when they get to the last night and the dinner, Wendy's like, um, I would like to know why when I left the room you called me a weak bitch, <laughs> and Giselle's like, I didn't say that, and the right. other lady's like, she actually didn't say that. And me was like, well, that's, I mean, I feel like that's what you were pretty much saying. You know, that's what I heard. Now, look. Not that's what I heard. I, I like Mia for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. you know, don't do stuff like that. Yeah. And even Wendy was like, Mia, stop. Yeah. Because saying, you know, um, if she can't handle it, she can't be around this group and she's a weak bitch. Are very different. Are two different things said in two different ways. Yeah. And while the undertone, because some says... Like, I got into a debate with my friend. She's like, I mean, she is basically saying that if you're saying you can't handle it, you're calling me weak. Da, 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 da. I said, but we all know that is what you say and how you say it. Words matter. And what Giselle said is yeah. not, you a weak bitch. <laughs> Which is why Wendy was coming to that dinner mm-hmm. ready to go. Right. Yeah. And that's why even Wendy was like, stop Mia. Because, mm-hmm. like, how you interpreted it. Because yeah. my whole thing is, if you deliver me messages... You better record it now. I want verbatim what was said. Yeah. Because don't have me come in hot mm-hmm, just to no turn reason. around for you to be like, oh, well, that's how I heard it. Well, that is not the same as what was said. Right. And if you were saying something to me. Yeah. And then, too, a lot of times when people do stuff like that, she said such and such. My always thought is a lot of times they don't say that. A lot of times the person receiving this information doesn't say. And what did you say when she said that? Because I mean, sometimes I'm question. like, when y'all be delivering the bone, mm-hmm. shout out to uh, House of Atlanta, when y'all got bone carriers, I'm like, so when she was talking smack, you were just listening, sitting there silent, didn't right. say, don't say that, that's out of line, da da da, and you just delivered it to me. Right. Right. But whatever. 
So that kind of happens. Giselle's like, you know, I didn't say that. Yada, yada, yada. Things somewhere simmer. Now, they're at dinner, and I could be saying things out of order, but here's the main point. Juan calls her at dinner, Robin. And Robin's like, hello, my non-existent partner. You know we're not in a relationship. And he's like, what? You know what I mean? And then she's like, I'll call you later, my non-existent partner. And they went to the table just kind of quiet. First of all, I know you texted Juan to call you during his dinner. If you want me to think that randomly at the dinner, like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you talk to the man supposedly every day. Mm -hmm. He knew your schedule. So he random. And most of the time, if your phone is ringing, you would either go, hey, I'm at dinner, let me call you back. Mm. Or you wouldn't even answer, and you would text him, I'm at dinner. Yeah. So you had to answer the phone to be like, hey, my son. No, 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 no. Because I've never on any of these shows seen someone answer the phone during at the a dinner unless it's like a part of the Correct. scene. Correct. <laughs> Which is why you can't tell me she ain't text that man to call her yeah. so that she could have a moment. Because Wendy wasn't really addressing at that dinner, the last dinner, Wendy wasn't addressing Giselle um, or Ryan, or their blow up the, the day before, eating, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like both of them, at least definitely Robin was bothered mm-hmm. and wanted her and wanted to talk about it. My whole thing is, there's a way to just say it. You're at the dinner, mm-hmm. and if you don't feel like you gotta say it in private, say, Wendy, I feel like our stuff ain't resolved. Mm-hmm. You said X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So Wendy ended up apologizing. Um... I don't, Robin, I don't think Robin liked the apology. And sometimes, a lot with Housewives, I'm like, you didn't really want an apology, though. Because right. when they apologize, you're like, wow, well, believe uh, You want someone to be begging her. Look, mm-hmm. she was mad. You poked her. She's, she made a dig. That's right. what it was. That's right. the root of this thing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you stayed out of it, she would have never even said that to you. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of feel like Robin is making more of a moment. Was it mean? Mm-hmm. Was she trying to be mean? Yes! Mm-hmm. And it was successful because you bought it. So anyway, we'll see what is coming up. The mid-season trailer um, came out. It was really good. Mm-hmm. We see some conflict between more Robin versus Wendy. We see Mia versus Candace. They was throwing salad at each other. Oh. So um, I'm you know excited to see... The rest of the season, Potomac girls have been delivering. Mm-hmm. Now we go to Beverly Hills, where it is a lot about Erica, but I want to talk about this one scene um, with last week's episode. They were at Lisa Renna's luncheon for her lip line or whatever, mm-hmm. and Dorit, um, and her confessional was talking about how she feels like Garcelle has been taking digs at her and not being honest with her. So at this luncheon, so she don't pull Garcelle aside, of course, in mm-hmm. front of everyone... She talks about, you know, I feel like you're not being honest with me. You keep saying these little things, these little digs. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, I'm not feeling it. And I love Garcelle. Because, first of all, Garcelle's like, well, I say it to you. So is it a, is it behind your back when I say it to you? Right. <laughs> yeah. And she just kind of, Dorit just kind of looked at her and kept going. And basically ended up trying to call Garcelle a bully. She, cause she was like, "Well, you've done it to her. You've done it to her." Da da da. Mm-hmm. And I love Garcelle. Garcelle was like, "Fuck you with that." Nope. She was like, "Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you." She literally said it that many times. Yikes. Okay. And got up and left the table. 
She ended up coming back. Mm-hmm. And I understand Garcelle's frustration in the sense of, if you have a problem with me, let's talk about that problem. Right. You bringing up past issues that I've had with other women that are unrelated, mm-hmm. that are different cases, scenarios, is annoying. Right. And to put that narrative. And look, after your comments about the brown people in your kid's life is the help and your mama's best friend is black, it's funny to me to call Garcelle a bully. Um, because when you have altercations with other women in the, in the, um, in the cast, which Mm. you have had, you've never called them a bully. Right. And I think about Erica because for seasons, she, to me, has had more bully-like behavior, Mm -hmm. but you're scared of her. So you won't address that. So you won't address that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I do think sometimes bullying is used... Too frequently, yeah. In sometimes the housewife situation, where mm-hmm. as soon as someone says something they don't like, you, you feel bullied. Yeah. No, Garcelle has always said the stuff to Dorit's face. Now, if you don't like what she's saying, say that. Mm-hmm. But you can't accuse Garcelle of not being honest or being phony. Mm-hmm. She says you talk too much. She says you flip. I mean, she told you that. Mm-hmm. So. And it's not, it doesn't seem like she's like picking or antagonizing. No, it's in situations where she's like, I can't get a word out. You talk too much. Okay. Well, yeah. Or moments when she's been flip flopping and she called her out on it. Like, you didn't say that yesterday. (laughs) That's not saying something behind your back. She is saying it to your face. Now, if you don't like her saying those things, that's a different thing. And frankly, that, I mean, I would be like, I'm going to say it if I want to say it. Mm. But you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dorit, to me, is trying to make a moment, trying to earn her keep, and she just comes off looking foolish. The past couple of episodes, every episode, I'm like, girl, they're going to eat you up at this reunion. Mm-hmm. As for Erica, it looks like the next episode, she looks like a seething dog mm-hmm. coming after Sutton and Sutton's questions about her stories because... Sutton's a smart cookie, and she's like, hey, the math ain't mathin'. Mm. And I think majority of viewers feel the same way. The stuff that she's saying doesn't make sense. It doesn't go with past things she says. It doesn't go with the current uh, litigation that's happening, which we all can check, and it's on the record. Mm -hmm. It sounds fishy. Right. So, again, I'm curious. This season is definitely really geared towards the Erica story. But it's so big and it's really active. So I think it's just interesting. I mean, Mm -hmm. the cases are happening right now. Right. One of the fellow housewives, Lisa, I was put on the stand. So So this goes back to Sutton's concerns in the first place of saying, I don't want to be involved. We could all be involved. And you see a housewife was brought in Mm -hmm. like for questioning for some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting. I'm really curious what will happen. Because there's missing money she don't have. So I'm right. like, if she's found guilty, what is she on some payment plan? Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't own... They took their house. I was about to say, they just going to take as much as they can They from took her. their house. Um, I know not everything is in her name. And she could probably claim bankruptcy. Right? I feel like that's what's going to happen next. Because I'm like, they're they're saying specifically $25 million from her LLC. Yikes, yikes. So she like, ain't got that. She ain't got that. Yeah. Now, the rest of the stuff, you know, is Tom's company, Tom's name. She's not really, she can't. But her LLC, mm-hmm. where her documents are on there, yes, they can come after her. Right. Them old tax returns that she signed, 
So I'm just curious, because, mm-hmm. like, she ain't got $25 million. Right. Yikes. So, yeah, it seems like she's going to be forced to claim bankruptcy. I don't know. I I still don't... Do I think she knew everything that was going on? I don't. Yeah. I don't think he shared think that with her. I she turned a blind eye to some things intentionally. Correct. Do I think things maybe didn't make sense or was fishy mm-hmm. and his little everything's fine was enough for her? Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's a smart woman. I don't believe... She, I do believe she could have known something was off, right. but took his but don't worry like, about it. Right. Took his don't worry about it. When she should have been When she should have been like, business. nah, let's look at it again. <laughs> right. I just think she was like, okay, well, he says it's fine. Yeah. That's what I truly think. And now it's going to get you caught up. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're going to look for every penny and, you know, hopefully. Right. She needs to start selling some of that jewelry That's now. That's what I'm saying. Start selling them goods. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, Bravo continue to renew your contracts, honey. Because you're going to need a job. They're going to be garnishing them Bravo checks. She's going to need a job now. Oh, Lord. And I know that, like, she used to be work with Rihanna Savage Fenty. They dropped her. So some of her stuff got dropped because of this. Mm. So we'll see. But anyway, that's... My Bravo moment. Moving on to just what are we watching? Mm-hmm. I watched. Only thing new I really watched was that Vacation Friends movie on Hulu. It mm. is with um, what's his face from Get Out, the friend. Oh, okay, I know who you're talking about him. with the glasses. Yeah, and then uh, what's her name? Oh my God, this is terrible. Avon, <laughs> right? Her name is Yvonne from Insecure, Molly. Oh, Yvonne. Yeah. Okay, Yvonne. Mm-hmm. They're in it. And then the white dude, I'm terrible with names, as y'all can tell. <laughs> the white dude who's in it, I know his face. <laughs> How about I just pull it up? Yeah, because I don't even know what movie you're talking about. I don't think I, I saw the trailer for this one. Well, it's, it's, it's on Hulu. And I do wonder, is who... Um, I feel like uh, I feel like Netflix movies are talked about more yeah. than Hulu. Yeah. And so I think Hulu is making some strides to be more competitive with mm-hmm. like Netflix and HBO Max with original content. Right. So Vacation Friends. John Cena. Got you. Okay. Little Rel. There we go. See, I couldn't. Anyway, it was Vacation Friends. I wasn't sure I was going to like it. Mm-hmm. It gave me white humor with colors. <laughs> but you know what? I laughed. Okay. And I laughed more than once. Okay. So that was on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I watched that. And then um, I'm watching season seven of Grace and Frankie. But that's a show I've been watching for years on Netflix. Yeah. If you like old white women like I do, mm. you may enjoy that show. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but I enjoy it. Um, I watched Really Love on Netflix. Um, it was okay. I, I, what was that about? Um, it was like a love story, but for it to have so many celebrities in it, I thought it was kind of lackluster. Okay. But um, it's like based in D.C. and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was cool, but meh, it was okay. Um, and then I watched the next three episodes of Sweet Life. Oh, um, <gasps> I need to watch that. Yeah, because I think they drop. I don't know how often they what drop. What they drop? Them, but they, it, I think they came out on like 
Thursday or something. Um, so yeah, I watched the next three episodes of that, and I feel like maybe they only film these people on the weekends because <laughs> they just always at, at like, like a parties party or trips or, going or whatever. Over, yeah, hmm. and, I'm, and like most of them have like full time jobs. Now I know some of them might have their own businesses, but some of them work in corporate America. And I know, and I guess for the premise to be like we hustle is our life, you would think you would see. Maybe more of a balance of the work and the play. And most of them, they, because, like, a lot of them work full-time and then maybe have a business on the side. They only really show them in that business and on the side and then on vacations and parties and stuff. Because the one girl that we don't like, Becky? No, not Becky. Brie, the Mm -hmm. other one. Brianna. Yeah. She doesn't have a side hustle. And so, like, one of the episodes is talking about how she feels kind of left out amongst the crew because she don't have a side. But I'm like, but she got a full-time job. Like... I, I don't like the pressure to have a business on the side. But you know, but I get that yeah. feeling because everyone, this hustle culture mm-hmm. really has to end. Yeah. And this thought that if you're not an entrepreneur, you're not successful or right. it's not yours. Right. Or you're, you're not working a for someone or you're not. I'm like, there's plenty of money to be made in corporate Showing. settings. And entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Right. And you don't have to desire to do it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to want to have to run your own. You don't want to. You don't have to do that. Right. And my whole thing is, you realize they're working twice as hard, if not harder, than you are with your one. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with my one. Right. Cause like, and then one of the cast members is like a teacher, and like you know they don't get as many vacation days as people that work in corporate America. And like one of them made a comment, like mad that he couldn't go on the little trip, and it's like. That's, That's real, real life. life. <laughs> like, you can't always do these trips. Everybody don't have all the PTO that everybody they else not. got. I'm no. like, that's a real life situation. That's the balance. You yeah. got to choose trips you go on. Mm-hmm. Everything can't fit your budget. Right. That's real life. I right. got to catch up so but I can see I, what happens. That kind of made me think about the name of the show, Sweet Life. And I'm like, I guess they just try and show the stuff that's sweet. But it ain't all sweet. That's not realistic. I actually would appreciate the real. Me too. Yeah. I miss reality when it was more real. Real. Mm-hmm. So I actually appreciate the thought of like, man, I'm getting tired. I can't. I keep missing all these trips. I, mm-hmm. Like, cause that's something we can relate to. Yeah. Or and like seeing the teachers go out to happy hour after work, cause they be doing that all the time. Like, I would that's love to relatable. see that. That's yeah. relatable, and I feel yeah. like I know that some people. I know a lot of people like to watch TV to escape. Yeah. And there are moments when I like to. And honestly, I don't even like to say escape, but right. sure, there are moments when I see something different, see something different yeah. or whatever. But sometimes I like watching things that are like my life, things that I can relate to, and that speaks to the like the success of insecure. People we like it so much because it. it was real. I feel like that's real. Yeah, everything don't need to be Glam. outside of my world that I can't touch. Sometimes right. I like to watch something where I'm like. That's real. Mm-hmm. I know how that feels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got to catch up because yeah. I know uh, Econoc probably still getting on my nerves with these three episodes. Yes, they I'm are. very confident. <laughs> I am very confident. Um, they hurt the hell out of me in the first three episodes. So, yeah, I don't know when the next three drop. I, I, they may do it, like, once a week. I don't know. But um, And then they announced Insecure. The final season starts in October. So I'm looking forward to that too. It'll oh be God. nice. I want to see. You're not gonna see. hear all our thoughts. We can do like an end season recap or something if you want. <laughs> you like I ain't think about that part. I didn't. <laughs> it's the last season. Well, they didn't announce a specific date, 
Let's look at the specific date. Maybe we'll do look, like the a- point is, y'all, we are still ending. So <laughs> if for some reason we came back with like one episode or not, we may not do nothing. But I'm like, damn. Yeah. Because we always talked about we it. We did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. Hey, we're still ending. So don't. That, you know, we. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, because I don't know when in October. Because it still could start like the beginning of October, which means we'll make it through half of the season. So, and then maybe we do the end of the season recap or something. Like, like hey, that. yo, we back. We back um, one month later. Psych! <laughs> but not for real, we done. Right. We just want to tell y'all who we thought about. This. Right. It's, All right. So, yeah, I, I want them to announce the official. I would like to know. I would like to know for planning purposes. Or, like, let me check again. Because last time I looked, it was just I would like October. to know. And what are we getting? Eight? No, 10. I think 10. At least, please, let the 10th episode be 40 minutes. Please. Yeah, it still just says October. It doesn't say a specific day in okay. October. Okay. Well, I am looking forward and sad that Insecure will be Ending. over. That was yeah. such a, just such a good show. Yeah. And I such a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Argument starter, all of that. I feel it like... Was- it, it controls the timeline. It, it really did. Okay? Yeah. So many... Uh, so many conversations and what-ifs and if you were... And, uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so... I'm looking forward to that. Whenever... Maybe we'll get a trailer soon so we can see what's about to happen with this baby. But... Oh! Don't get me started. <laughs> I'm so disappointed they put that in there. Alright, so we have a question of the week. Um, what are some games that you played when you were younger that you now realize are problematic? Um, so we got a few answers. Um, Kamali, New York, said more so just gossiping or like talking about um, friends or people you know. I don't know if I consider that a game, but Maybe I can understand that the it's problematic. problematic right? right. Um, did you think of anything? I don't know. I think this is a tough question, which is why I think we get a lot of answers. Mm-hmm. I think of games that I didn't play, but like Cowboys and Indians. Yeah. Right? Like Yeah, Cops and Robbers, maybe. Is it, though? I feel like it kind of could be. Or like, so for me, Cops and Robbers, playing house, you always get forced to be the same person over and over. That can be problematic to me. Like, I, when we played house, I never got to be the wife. What were you? A child or a cousin or aunt. I was never the wife. I never got to be the wife. My little fat ass couldn't be the wife. I don't recall. I don't know. Me and my cousins used to play church. (laughs) You know, I don't think. We may have played house. I don't Mm -hmm. know what role. But when we played church, I was the preacher, Mm -hmm. natural born leader, um, or the choir director. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoyed both roles. Um, or like high and go get them, probably problematic to me. How? I hide and go seek. No, high and go, and go get, get them. What is that? You supposed to like find people and do stuff with them, like kiss or touch. Oh, like hide and go freak. Oh, I in see, my I in my neighborhood that. it was called hide and go freak. freak. That's funny. That's yeah. why I was like hide and go get them. We've called. It I felt it like what you about to jump them. <laughs> No. That felt violent. Hide and go get them. I was like, get them. No. They would play hide and go freak in my neighborhood when I was younger. I never played because I was like, like, what do you mean freak? What are you doing? (laughs) 
Well, was maybe that's very, why they started playing, so calling to go get them. I was a very <laughs> pure child, mm-hmm. so I never played because I was like, I don't play. Well, see, and my thing, I would play, but I would never get got, or they would find me and be like, "Ugh." I'm like, "Okay, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> children are cruel. They are. Children are cruel." <laughs> Oh, yeah, my experiences are kind of, like, based off of how the I get people it. with me played the okay. game. Okay, and how it made you feel, so right. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think I ever played Cowboys and Indians. Me either, but that's what I could think of that could yeah. be, I don't, like, I feel like we played, I played my Barbies, we played How to Go Seek, mm-hmm. we played video games, we played tag, tag a lot, yeah. Kickball. Mm-hmm. So I don't really remember problematic games. Could there have been problematic themes when I played Barbies, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember cuz I spent a lot of time during the summer with my at my cousin's house and mm-hmm. I remember they had these punch buggy Volkswagen Barbie cars mm-hmm. that was ooh sorry I saw a little lightning <laughs> um and I remember I think one was yellow one was pink one was red and I remember I had the the like uh, RV Barbie thing mm-hmm. and we would go on road Barbie road trips in the house yeah good times and that was before I switched over to Bratz. Because when Bratz came on the scene, oh, yeah, those are screw you, Barbie. I ain't buying not another Barbie. I was That's Bratz. Funny. Do you remember? Uh, you Well, you didn't really play with dolls like no, that. No, I had one Barbie. If y'all, for the people who love a good doll, do y'all remember Flavor? It was like another brand. It's called Flavors. And they used to use that, what's your flavor? Tell me what's your <laughs> I feel your like I remember flavor. that commercial, but... They used to use it mm-hmm. for Barbie dolls, and they were like black Barbies, but oh, it wasn't... Interesting. It wasn't... It could have been the Barbie brand, mm-hmm. but it definitely was packaged like it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I have flavored dolls, mm. and I remember they were like really... Um, they were just like swaggy black dolls. Oh, I do remember these. You do? Yeah. Okay, so I'm It looks crazy. like it's a separate brand that's what i thought i'm like it wasn't barbie but they were like it was by created by mattel still though right but so it, was it was like Mattel's probably way of it was their like black urban people. yeah because they were more i might have actually had one of these they were black or they looked biracial at least you know what i mean they looked like they was of color mm-hmm. those are my dolls for a minute and now the kids like the lol dolls Yes, because my niece loves them. <laughs> they love those things. It's so, always something um, I actually wish I still had my dolls. At what point did you, like, get rid of dolls? Um, honestly, when I moved in my house. Mm, that's funny. They were in a case mm-hmm. in my basement. Mm. So I just never, and my mother was never, like, we have a storage room. Yeah. So it's not like she'd be like, yeah, you're in it now. Um, so I didn't get rid of it. And to actually take that back, I didn't get rid of the second shift of dolls until I moved, moved out. out. My first shift I got rid of after I watched Toy St- after we saw Toy Story three. Yes. And I felt like, damn, I'm keeping them locked up in the basement <laughs> when all they want to do is be played with. Mm-hmm. So I donated them. <laughs> I was inspired nice. by Andy <laughs> because Woody and them just wanted to be played with. <laughs> right. And my Barbie dolls were strapped in the basement. 
try try and try and figure out when she ain't gonna come downstairs. Oh I felt bad about it, Mm-mm. and I said, "Y'all deserve to be played with." Right now, the second half of the dolls. I got rid of when I moved. Right. I still have stuff at my mother's house. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I would like to leave less since I don't live here anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like, my yearbooks are over there. I need to go get that stuff. Mm-hmm. My old, like, CDs and, like, I have a trunk still yeah. at her house of, like, nostalgia. Things mm-hmm. I'll never get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. It will always be in that trunk. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It will just travel with me. Right. 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 Makes sense. Um, so today, guys, this is something that Shania and I actually talk about relatively frequently, but I don't think we've ever, like, really dived into it on the show. Um, but we follow a good amount of, like, fat influencers, and they often get into debates, which is kind of hard for us because it's like, look, it's already not a lot of us. Let's everybody get along. But a lot of times the debates, I think, are, like, necessary conversations. Um, so one large conversation is like supporting brands that promote themselves as plus size, but only go up to like two or sometimes three X that is not deemed as inclusive by most of, um, I guess the fat influencer community, but some of the smaller fat influencers don't, I guess, highlight that or see that as a necessary problem. So, like, for reference, if you go to a, I think our past body positivity episode, mm-hmm. we talk about sizing. Yeah. So, I think what is something that you need to consider if you're average or small mm-hmm. is the fact that what y'all kind of consider big isn't even big, big in the fat community. Right. Like, in the fat community, I'm a small fat. Right. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> And I think we mentioned that on that episode, like, it was hard for us to come to terms with that. that. like, we're small fats, (laughs) and we are. We're considered on the smaller end because for a lot of the brands that only go up to 3X -hmm. or 4, we could easily fit those clothes and it's not a big deal. Right. But there's um, a big part of the community that is excluded. Mm -hmm. And so, in general terms, being exclusive when it comes to sizing is they're looking for things to go up to a size 30. Right. Which, is it Old Navy? Old Navy, Old Navy is a just a new, They have a new campaign. Yes. So now they have clothes from double zero to 30 mm-hmm. in stores and online. They're mm-hmm. also, I believe, getting rid of their plus size section and just right. integrating all their which clothes. Which I love. Which I like that because, yeah. like, why are we in the corner? Right. And they're doing more of a job of actually producing the same stuff that you can get in a two and a four. Right. In a 20, Because all of us don't want 25. the thick band. We Correct. Or don't necessarily need the thick band just because we plus size. Make the same stuff, please. Thank you. Not all of us want to wear a cold shoulder, cold shoulder <laughs> right. and a maternity top. <laughs> Because that's really what they be doing. Yeah, yeah. They're literally maternity clothes. <laughs> Matter of fact, this is me calling out Target. Why is your plus section mm-hmm. right, right next, next to, to the maternity. maternity? And I have, I can't count how many times I have mistakenly picked out maternity clothing to then look Y'all at it, it and be mad at myself. Y'all like, be trying Girl. But why are they so close? They are right Why do you put us right next to each other? They what are you saying? <laughs> What are you saying, Target? And I mean, Target? don't get me wrong. Their maternity clothes is cute, but that's why I mistakenly no, no, no. Don't get even say over that. there. They the open. point is, why are you putting it... Right next, yes. Huh? Yeah, I agree. Rude. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, and then another brand, I can't remember. It might be that Bloom Chick one. Bloom Chic, which is basically Chic. Shein 2.0. Even right. their packaging is the same. Mm-hmm. They just have Bloom Chic zip bags instead of Shein. And I'm right. like, so, all right. But I'll say this. For the Bloom Chic is a, a new or plus size brand. Mm-hmm. Shein type of clothes, sizes, not as big yet. Um... But yeah, they announced they're going up to 30. They're going up to 30, I think, starting in January. So I want to see that. Mm -hmm. And then two, it makes you think of a lot of these fast fashion places are working with the same manufacturers, Mm -hmm. the same factories. So as if you can see it in this brand, then, you know, know, I do look at um, Shein and... uh, Fashion Nova and stuff like that, cause like y'all all sell the same crap. Right. Y'all just sewing different labels. Yeah. And like they've even put pressure on, and I think this is less common now, but you know, on certain websites, like once you hit one X or two X, the price changes. Um, and so they're they have been putting pressure on companies to just make the price the same, like average out the price of the cost the of goods across all sizes, and don't punish us. Cause we're because we need more fabric, right? Like just and honestly, it. for some of these companies like she and Fashion Nova, y'all know how to make clothes that don't got holes in it anyway. Anyways, yeah. So you can't tell me mm-hmm. that and you making a profit that much. off of every piece anyway. So like and a ridiculous really, profit. You at really that. need to add two dollars. Them little I need a bigger size. Them little two dollars shirts y'all buy wholesale and then charging us forty six dollars. Right. Suck my balls. All right. Right. Y'all are getting plenty profit. Right. But anyway. What it is is the fat girls have been fighting lately. <laughs> right. Okay? And it's hard when you are a fat girl mm-hmm. who admire, because one, we don't have as many influencers. Right. As like your more average or smaller sized people. Mm-hmm. And so when you get the, and then black ones at that. Cause right. then there's a smaller amount of that. Right. So when you find this like group because they all know each other they sure do they all um, be kicking they it. all be kicking it in most cases mm-hmm. so you find this group of black fat influencers mm-hmm. models who all run in the same circle varying from small fat to like mid fat yeah. i don't follow any like i think they're super or finny fat i don't know what um i don't i don't know how her name is pronounced now nao i don't know which one she would be considered i think she's mid i think she's mid okay. small to mid so okay. i don't i personally don't follow any super or finny fats or whatever mm-hmm. i do follow fat girls that look like me so y'all know i don't have an hourglass figure so i do right. follow influencers who who ain't got no ass mm-hmm. although mm-hmm. i've been told i got enough i'll <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> we all have enough of what we need. Anyway, I've been told it's enough. <laughs> anyway, um, um, I don't have like the hips. I don't have the hourglass figure or whatever. Yeah. So I do follow people. It's so many things. They, you're a rectangle. You're an apple. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know my fruit. Anyway, <laughs> um, so a past couple of weeks they've been fighting mm-hmm. literally and, and if you follow each them, other out and if you follow them all you would see their responses yeah. basically about the issues so there's a couple different things mm-hmm. is one like Sydney said the size 
um, inclusiveness, right? Mm -hmm. It's also fast fashion. Mm -hmm. Fat people can't really shop sustainably because half the time they don't make outsize. Right. Or for a lot of people, sustainability means more money. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people go to fast fashion to... um, to save money because they can't afford right. that. And that's everybody. Right. But when fat girls, we don't have as many options mm-hmm. because in most cases, the plus size, either those stores, they don't have a plus size section at all. Mm-hmm. Or if they do, I'm thinking like a JCPenney, stuff like that. It's giving grandma. Terribly. It's giving I maternity. Mean, not even them. Stylish. So you have so many retailers who, if they do have a plus size, um, section it's terrible yeah it's not nothing stylish it's so old it's so like i saw a uh a tiktok of this girl she was like pov is 2003 literally and she's like and you're your business cash in sixth grade i remember and she was standing in front of like a picture of lane bryant yes. with like a suit jacket and yes. i was like oh this is triggering i remember i think it was in ninth grade in the cafeteria tiffany snow oh <laughs> you said the whole motherfucking name she was like oh you look professional and Dick. I was just like, right, right. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> and so I was just like, okay. And she was like, that was a compliment. Oh, no, I'm it like, wasn't. Bitch, no, it wasn't. You and your low-rise jeans <laughs> right. and, your, and your baby fat puff coat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, even if she meant it as a compliment, I don't think a lot of people understood back then. <laughs> we had no choice. Even at that point, Forever 21 didn't have plus size. Mm-hmm. So we was in... And we were, you know... New you York and Company. When you a fat kid, ain't no limited to. Right. Who's that? Who's right. that? Right. Who's that? I'm right. getting scrunchies? <laughs> a purse? <laughs> I'm in Ashley Stewart. Mm-hmm. Lane Bryant. <laughs> what you say? New York and Company. Literally. Burlington. Like I own more suits then than I do now. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I used to have my Easter suit. <laughs> So, like, telling me as a teenager that I look professional was not a compliment. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, y'all. But that is so funny. <laughs> but I'm it's trying so to, true. I tell you, I said this before. I really have to ask my mom, where did you shop for me? Because, mm-hmm. like, we weren't even that big, though, yeah. in sixth, seventh grade. Like, yeah. we were chunky. Yeah. But, like... I feel like my but clothes like, were somewhat kind of cute. But I don't like know, you child. said, like but, we need to be putting pressure on the brands that are larger, like JCPenney, Macy's. Can we make it cuter? Get Something. better buyers. Yeah. Like, what are y'all doing? But anyway, the point of we're listing out a few things as a fat girl looking for cute clothes. So right. you got the sizing. Mm-hmm. Then we got sustainability versus the fast fashion. Right. Then we have a sub under the fast fashion is, and we've seen it several times how these companies steal from designers. Right. They, um, Shein is one who's been called out mm-hmm. several times by several different designers, mm-hmm. fashion over, the list go on and on. Right. So then a conversation is, so we don't like them stealing our stuff, mm-hmm. but we don't mind being a fashion over partner or babe mm-hmm. or for um, one that kind of really started the fat girls fighting is Flaws of Couture mm-hmm. having a kind of capsule collection with Shein. Mm-hmm. Shein literally stole from her right. and she like sued them. Right. And so a lot of people were like, so they stole from you, a black designer. Mm-hmm. You had to literally like take legal action 
and now you working with them. But it, it seems like it was part of the settlement in the suit for because she did get some money. She did, <clears throat> and then she got for the them collection. To get a partnership with, and them. now she has this big designer competition that she's. A, but she's a part of, yeah. and Chloe uh, Kardashian is a judge. Mm, I, um, what's his face <laughs> from Legendary? Uh, the hairstylist. I still haven't watched that yet. Um, I can't think of his name, but if you watch Legendary, you know who I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. I don't know the other people. They are somehow judging these five designers, and whoever wins gets a hundred thousand dollars. One, y'all know y'all could do better with that prize money. Right, hundred grand. Like that's come on, nothing for a designer. Y'all make that in a day. That's but right, and that's that's not gonna help a designer get their products launched. Yeah. So I'm like, that's a they joke. gonna have they gonna get to have a line of five items maybe. Like, and I mean, so anyway, so then there was a lot of. Um, backlash in like specifically the fat community because mm-hmm. it's like they stole from you and now you repping them mm-hmm. and I think and Cindy and I have debated about it it's yeah. like how do you pick what to be an advocate for because right. it really feels like as a fat girl there's nowhere to shop where they're all inclusive with right. sizes mm-hmm. they're sustainable mm-hmm. they don't steal from designers and it's actually stuff you want to wear. And maybe black and, on. Added bonus if they black on. And, <laughs> like, well, that's just, that ain't a thing if they're black. I, that, I didn't put that in there. That's not even a, a possibility. It's not. Yeah, once you get down to that level. But yeah. you know, something, just a side note with black owned business, partic- particularly uh, clothing. This must be, this could be a hot take. Mm-hmm. I appreciate anyone who's trying to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to AliExpress and buying t-shirts to and resell. purses yeah. to resell to me, I don't consider you a designer. I agree. Now, you're a company. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But when people are like, I'm a fashion designer and, and you, you got just... the same stuff as the girl at the boutique down the street. Because if... Literally, you walk around security, because that's all security got at this point. Security mall, if y'all don't live in Baltimore. If you know, you know. <laughs> all they got is them little boutiques, and you walk from every one, and all, the they got stuff. the same stuff. Some might have different colors than the other ones, but they it's all the same tags. shoes, the, the same purses. They may have some custom um, pieces, but most of the items in there, they all get from AliExpress. And my thing is, you're not a designer to me. Right. You're Maybe a, a stylist. You're a boutique owner. Maybe. You're a boutique right. owner. Right. But this isn't your clothing line. <laughs> right. You're picking up stuff from a warehouse mm-hmm. and just reselling it. Yeah. And so I, one, so when you think about that, because mm-hmm. there are black designers, mm-hmm. and then there's literally like three plus size designers mm-hmm. that actually design. I know. Because I follow a good amount of them. And don't get me wrong, would I love to purchase some of their items? But yes. then it's the but price. But then I look at a dress and it's $120 and I'm like, and you can't I can't afford do it. it. So <laughs> then it becomes wanting to support an actual black designer like sketching, sewing, mm-hmm. their stuff. And it's plus, and it's stylish is way out of your budget. Yeah. Because, I mean, making things from hand is expensive. I mean, it is. And it's time consuming. And so it's a lot worth of times, the money, but I ain't got it like you that. You don't got <laughs> it. And a lot of times for uh, designers who get maybe bigger brand deals mm-hmm. where they can, the cost is lower, there's much more people, there's much more hands in the pot. Yeah. So if you're an independent designer wanting to do things on your own, mm-hmm. then 
you got to get the money somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then we have to do it, right? Right. And so when I can, I can. Right. But I can't do that the same way I can drop $50 at Shein or Fashion Nova and get much more. Right. Where $50 there could be a top, could be nothing. Right. Right. And that was some of Flaws of Couture argument is that, like, y'all are coming for me that I don't got all the money to do all the things that I would love to do. And at the end of the day, I got to pay bills. And so it's like, I get that capitalism... Unfortunately, it's us all plays an evil part in this because I understand she do got to pay her bills and she's an influencer. She don't work in corporate America, so she may have to and clearly is doing I mean, something that she don't a, agree with. The girl with. is her parents, right? And so she's like, "Y'all pressuring me. I live with my parents. I learned started learning to do nails because I need to make money, and y'all coming for me. I'm trying like, to, yeah. So it's like, so yeah. when she says that's like, oh, I understand. I kind of get it. And then on the other side. <laughs> Her fashions are, while not AliExpress, Mm -hmm. to me, it is still... It's not the top tier design. It is not. She does a lot of, um, I guess what you would consider streetwear. Mm -hmm. Um, And to me, for the... um, it's very simple in design mm-hmm. to spend that much on a garment that can't be used in so many different outfits for me right. is like nah. not worth it. If I am spending more money on a garment, mm-hmm. I want to know that, you know, it's an investment. It's a piece. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I can wear this in so many different ways. Right. right. And for some of her stuff, it's a particular style and a particular place. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wasn't impressed by her Shein collection, but again, she has a particular style that just not be mine. I still want her to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it became this argument, and even as a fat person, what we're saying is, where do you go? What do you focus on? What do you focus on? And if I focus on sustainability, do then I look bad for focusing on that and not inclusivity? Or then if I choose inclusivity, do y'all look at me bad because I'm not focusing on sustainability or because I'm dealing with white companies? Like, it's always going to be something. And like we said, if you try to hit all these things, you're probably going to find maybe zero or one brand. Right, maybe one because I'm like... (laughs) But you ain't going to pay the bills. <laughs> like, no, it's not. So, it, and then, like, something I thought about last week is, like, why, because we are fat influencers, do we specifically, I feel like, have to pay attention to all these things? I understand because it's the people that we're influencing, but it's like that obligation should not just be on fat people. And I think the way to actually bring about change is when there are regular size and skinny people that are advocating for inclusivity in the ways that fat people are asking for it because we can't do it by ourselves it's the same with mm, i don't even want to compare but to racism in a sense that you need yeah. white people to right. we need white people to get rid of it mm-hmm. we need smaller people and right. skinny people to advocate too right um, and so I think that's why I don't like when the fat girls fight um, like and call out each other because it's like can we go fight some of the skinny people or like some of these brands that only go up to large? Like, can we go after them? Because like we fighting each other is not really necessarily the most beneficial in my It's opinion. not advancing the movement as yeah. a whole. Especially when y'all all know each other and got each other's numbers and y'all can text each other about these Because as supporters or fans, 
We're like, can y'all stop? <laughs> right. Because as y'all keep going back and forth, y'all make me gonna have to unfollow y'all with some of the stuff y'all saying now. Because then y'all be making it worse. Like, y'all the tour, saying, like, the skinny girls support me more. It's like, oh, girl, ooh, you should have stopped sweetie. while you was ahead. Okay. Like, y'all gonna start, then my finger be on that unfollow button. Like, right. don't make me do this, please. Mm-hmm. Stop while you're ahead. Yeah. Take it offline. <laughs> Take it offline. Right, right. So, I mean, and, I, and a lot of these fat influencers they got skinny model friends they do. so it's like hold them accountable to speak up for us too don't just hold one another accountable ask them what they doing to help or like it's this one i'll say quote unquote fat influencer because i feel like she dang near regular size but whatever she does a style not size um campaign with her best friend that is skinny and i do like that because they literally wear the same thing in two different sizes and show us how it can look just as good on either one of them could they get a third person that's bigger than her yes it would it would hit better but i i appreciate that her best friend is down for the cause in that way and doing these campaigns with her and i'm like more y'all need to do that but i guess i i'm just like i don't know because look i can't call them out they're not gonna listen (laughs) to (laughs) <laughs> but it's like I need them to start holding their skinny friends accountable, not just one another accountable. And then also there's a another level with the fat girl culture, if you're not abreast to it. Then it's also supporting plus size brands that are fat phobic. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah. So for example, I will bring up the I'll bring up like Skims, Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Her and her entire family have all said fat forward remarks. Mm-hmm. We know what... Chloe wasn't even fat and y'all attacked her for uh, years. Attacked her hard. For years. I mean, girl don't even look like herself anymore. <laughs> right. You know, and they got a lot of pushback because I think they did something. I saw a clip where they, Andy asked them, like, do y'all feel like y'all contribute to this? Mm-hmm. And they was like, well, we work for our bodies. We sacrifice it. And it's like... This is why people don't like y'all. Because right. y'all still not being honest. Because mm-hmm. it'd be different. You want us if... to believe that... I think Chloe was like, yes, I had a... I think she said a nose job. And mm-hmm. she said something along the lines. So I watched... It was on Twitter. Something like, well, no one just never asked me. And I'm like, well, you're a, a goddamn liar. Maybe your PR told them not to ask you. But yeah. people have been wondering what the heck y'all been doing mm-hmm. to your bodies for years. And the and only person who was ever honest about it was Courtney when she said she got her boobs done. Yeah. The rest of y'all keep wanting us to think we dumb mm-hmm. and y'all just at the gym. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. yeah. No. That's yeah. why people, I mean, granted. It is unfortunate what happens to people in the public media. Like, I'm not going up for the Kardashians, but the way people tear down people in the public eye about their bodies mm-hmm. and their... I mean, we've seen people do it to Megan Thee Stallion. Like, mm-hmm. y'all... And Lizzo. I say y'all, mm-hmm. Lizzo, all the time. In the general terms, y'all just some miserable-ass people. <laughs> not you guys, because we know y'all don't do shit like that. <laughs> but, you know... Yeah. But for them, it's like... Y'all so lying. Mm-hmm. Y'all so sitting here talking about, I work out and I eat healthy. That's not all that has happened here. Right. On top of the fact that you have access to things that other fat people who, because there are fat people who don't want to be fat, right? Mm-hmm. You have access to things that they don't. You have right. the top doctors, trainers, chefs, nutritionists, and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we also know that, you know, I could go on about obesity and fatness and mm-hmm. how that's connected with poor areas, how mm-hmm. that's connected to the FDA that some of y'all really need their approval. 
which is laughable. <laughs> Do you know how many foods they allow us to eat that are banned mm-hmm. all around the world? Right. And y'all are trusting them? <laughs> anyway, I'm getting off subject. I didn't lost my point. Now I'm mad at FDA. Well, what I was going to just add is that I think a lot oh, of people... Oh, the fatphobic brands oh, yeah. that do have plus... Attire. Um, attire. Yeah. So it's like you're buying from them, but they're looking at you as a cash cow and not really think that you deserve good clothes or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah. But I feel like that could be any brand because we live in a capitalistic system mm-hmm. and we're always looking for money. Personally, I think... It's much more easier to just be an ignorant hooker. Yeah, of course. The peace of mind that these people have mm-hmm. to not care about mm-hmm. anything, sustainability, inclusive, and then take it out of the clothes. Don't care about nothing. Mm-hmm. Wars, <laughs> genocide, yeah. slavery, lack of water, resources, to literally just not have a care in the world. Mm-hmm. Y'all, the more I read the more I'm like... It's so much. You yeah. feel like you can't buy nothing from nothing. Everyone, <laughs> everything is made in terrible sweatshops. Everything yeah. is like, um, just harming somebody else mm-hmm. where you literally feel like you gotta sell off your, sell off all your stuff, mm-hmm. go find a hut, well, that's make why a I- tiny house and live off grid. <laughs> they be making you feel like your phones, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing we have. Well, that's why I have two comments. With, when it comes to the Kardashians, I think people would appreciate and respect them so much more if they said, look, yes, we have been very fatphobic in the past and problematic when it comes to, you know, uh, body, body shaming and body image. And we've now realized that we have to do better, and that's why we include the sizes, blah, blah. If they was really talking to their PR, they would have just had them say that, even if it wasn't true. But people would appreciate that so much more. Yeah. And then two, with there being so many levels of things that it's like we can fight for and we can care about, I think that's why it's really on us to put pressure on the corporations to be better. We don't have all the money to buy from brands that do, that check all of these boxes. We just can't afford to do it. But we can put pressure on the brands to be better and put pressure on them to be more inclusive, more sustainable, blah, blah, because it's possible. Like we just, we mentioned Old Navy, Boom Chick. They are doing it. And so if they receive this pressure, it can be done because the brands and corporations with the money, because Bloom Chick not even that big. No, they're um, relatively be, new. Right. But we it's showing that with this feedback and with this pressure from the community, it can be done. And those are the ones that can actually impact all of the problems going on in the world. Our little, me getting a smart car or something like that ain't really going to help with pollution if all these brands are still putting trash out in the world. Like, we can't, like, and that's why I don't like when they be like, stop using straws. It's not just us. It's We're not, not why us. the earth is about to implode. Right. It's these corporations right. and the government letting these corporate entities mm-hmm. do whatever the heck they want. Mm-hmm. There's no amount of recycling we can do as individuals right. that's going to stop the damage that we didn't have a choice in in the first place. Right, yeah. Capitalism yeah. is a bitch. Right, and so that's why I think my opinion is usually like, we can only do but so much. Yes, can we be more mindful? Yes, can we do yeah. more? Yeah. But there is a point where it's like, I can literally not find draws that meet all of the the requirements. I gotta work at a nudist camp. <laughs> right. And so that's what you I'm know. feel like the the brands and corporations need to be the ones getting pressure. And Bezos ass 
need to be getting taxed to hell. <laughs> right. Yes. Tax him. Ninety percent. Him and the rest of the billionaires, yes. including. Rihanna. Rihanna, Jay-Z, Kanye, all the black ones. Because mm-hmm. I got to be honest Oprah. with y'all, yeah. Oprah, stop praising black billionaires. Y'all got to really start to sit with that shit. Yeah. Y'all just want what white people have, even yeah. if it's wrong. Yeah. And you need to question that. Yeah. We shouldn't just be seeking to have what white people have. Right. What they have is tearing the world apart. Mm-hmm. Let's elevate. <laughs> Let's be better. Mm-hmm. There is no ethical billionaire. Right. And I love Rihanna. But mm. she didn't get that ethically. Right. Okay. She ain't even giving us new music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give us perfume instead. <laughs> you know. Oh. <laughs> that expensive perfume. Okay. <sighs> what was you about to say? <laughs> I think he was about to say something else, but... No. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it'll come back to me? What was, what was I saying? I don't remember. Capitalism. Tax in the hell. Yeah. White people. Elevate. It's not clicking for me. It's okay. Sorry. It's okay. It's not clicking, y'all. But I think we just wanted to bring that conversation to the forefront because it's something that we do talk about, like I say, relatively often. Welcome to the fat world. <laughs> and we see them fighting online. But... Can I just toss something? This is random. Yeah. Why aren't there really... Why is the influencer lifestyle female woman... Oh, forgive me. Women dominated. Um, because it's the perception that we shop more. Which I don't know, statistically speaking, if that's true. But because we're sh- we shop more, we're more driven by what other people wear and how other people. I look. think men are just the same. Don't get me wrong, men spend shoes, money too. Yeah. They look at what other shoes is out, what's mm-hmm. popular. Mm-hmm. I just feel like. Because, are- yeah, the, the fat male influencer is even slimmer than... They're not a male influencers. But my thing is, you know, when it comes to the same, wouldn't men appreciate a good review as well? Because that's a lot what influencers are doing in some way, right? Style inspo. Mm -hmm. uh, Products, skincare, men. Mm -hmm. Hopefully y'all take care of y'all's skin. Well, a lot of what men buy is driven by women. By their partners, by their mothers, like it's driven by. I the know several of women. men who says they actually had a skincare routine because. once they got a girlfriend. Right, and so that's why they target us, even with male products, because we usually are the ones gifting so may- them to them. So basically, men are losers. <laughs> a lot of their well, purchasing behaviors are just driven by us. Well, maybe they should act better. It's funny how they do so much. And they still don't be acting right. Their stuff is driven by us. They want our crew to cat. Clearly, I'm talking about one particular category of cisgendered heterosexual men yeah. here. Right, right, right. Yeah. They're doing all this and still don't know how to treat the woman right. <laughs> Ain't that about a bitch. And that's why your skin is rough <laughs> and your beard won't grow. I'm dead. But their brows be on point. I'm like, it's because y'all ain't never. And their lashes. Yes. I'm I like, tell you, I could just cut them off. <laughs> cut their. I just be staring like, screw you, <laughs> and my struggle lashes. I'm using freaking mascara primer and mm-hmm. castor oil at night, trying to do something with these baby lashes. Y'all just up here just blinking and winking with these beautiful. Full lashes. Mm-hmm. Screw you and your dry skin. 
<laughs> Screw you and your holy draws. But yeah, so and that's, that's why your beard won't grow. Because <laughs> even like think about like Fashion Nova, they didn't get men's clothing until so many women were already purchasing from them. Like they got popular because of women. I do want to know where do men shop for clothes, uh, fellas? I'm really curious. Yeah. If you're trying to be a trendier man, mm-hmm. where do you shop for clothes? Mm-hmm. Zara. I, I was know, about to say, I know. Niggas do the Zara. Mm-hmm. They'll do ASOS. Some of them still do H&M. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I totally forgot about H&M. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, some of them, like, I know a couple of men that love Old Navy. Okay. So. I used to love Old Navy. Yeah. Then their clothes they changed not given a enough. bit. They're not giving me... They're good for solids yeah, and basics. I need more trendy. But they don't really have... It's a very... Their style is very preppy. Mm-hmm. And I think when preppy was more of my style, because I worked. was a little preppy, Yeah. Old Navy was a go-to. But mm-hmm. they are still great for solids. Mm-hmm. I get my tank tops from there, jeans. They good for a cami, baby. When them <laughs> camis on sale... <laughs> Get you some camis. They're good for like your basics. Yeah. Not necessarily, like you said, your trendy. Not something where you're not you're not dressing up from Old Navy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, let us know where y'all shop. I'm just curious. Like, where do y'all get y'all clothes from? Mm -hmm. And like, how do you define your style? Because I know for a lot of women, I know, you know, it's what we like. But we do look at Pinterest. We do Mm -hmm. look at we do look at bloggers. We do like to be inspired. What inspires men and in what you wear? Because mm-hmm. something is doing something. Something's right. inspiring you. Right. What is, what's inspiring your men's fat? <laughs> and they still be doing them dirty. <laughs> Trash. That's why y'all know how to do nothing without a partner's influence. Weak! Mm. Weak! That's weak to me. Now that's a weak bitch. Oh my god! Say, <laughs> so, let me stop. Mm-mm. But yeah, I don't think I have anything else to add to you. We just want y'all to know that the fat girls be fighting and it be stressing Sydney and I out sometimes. Yes. We, we come in here like, did you see? Did you see what she said? <laughs> and we don't like it. Yeah. So if any fat girl fools are listening, we gonna tag them. <laughs> oh god! Please hear Can y'all please. stop fighting? Please stop fighting in front of the children. <laughs> Take it offline. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, guys, keep up with us on all of the social platforms. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all of the things. Like we said earlier, if y'all have anything that you would like us to talk about, email us, goodgirlsbehavingbadly at gmail.com. And as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.